want to thank God for his word. I said we want to thank God for his word. So let us all stand right now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. We're going to get active here. Amen. I want you to. Amen. We, we thank God for the musicians. We thank God for the singers. And we thank God for our medium te- uh, media team. Amen. Pray God bless them. Amen. For an awesome job they do. Okay, I've been going through the book of Galatians, amen, and we were at the last chapter. Last time I, I was here, but again, it was last Sunday that I mentioned to you that we're blessed people, and God wants us to mature. Everyone say mature. God wants us to prosper. He wants, to, he wants, us, to, he wants to bless us. He wants us to be blessed people. No naggers. Blessed people, people. Amen. Amen. He wants us to bless his name. He wants us to glorify his name. Amen. Amen. So Paul, in the midst of all of this, he wants to let them know. Because now, I want you to understand the Galatians were very religious. But that doesn't make you a sound, growing believer. To be religious. You could dress, you could do everything that the Bible tells us to do, but if we don't have a relationship with God, any wind of doctrine can come along. Amen. Don't matter how long your dress is or how long your tongue is. Don't matter. The reality is this. We've got to be founded in the word and have a relationship with Jesus Christ in order for us to be able to discern, to acknowledge what is right. Now the Galatians, they're growing into this part, sixth chapter. Now he's finalizing his writing. He's closing the book. And he wants them to understand how he feels. He somehow felt, if you get what I got at the beginning, he somehow felt a little betrayed. Amen. Uh, He felt a little betrayed because he had written to them. uh, And he had taught them. And he had been with them. And he had left And now he was gone, and they begin to open up to strange doctrines that were not the sound doctrine. Beliefs, and beliefs that would capture them into a religious bondage. And that's the reason that when we read chapter 5, if you read chapter 5, say amen. Amen. Chapter 5 tells you, stand firm in the liberty Wherewith Christ set you free and not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Amen. Now, religious people can be in bondage. And we've got to be set free from religion into a relationship with Christ. And this is what he wants them to understand this. He wants them to understand all of this. So we started with... 
verse number one in uh, chapter six, and uh, I'm going to just review it. And if you're with me, say amen. Amen. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, everyone say in fault. Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest thou also be tempted. In other words, there is no supermans. There's no wonder woman's in the spiritual realm. Anyone can fall. And we have to understand this. Anyone. Because he says, listen, unless you also be what? What does it say? Be tempted. In other words, temptation comes in every way and form. Someone say amen. Least ye also be tempted. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, I pray that you will bless us today. Help us to overcome and be doers and not only hearers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. You may be seated. So when we get to chapter six, uh, six now he, he's closing up the book. He's closing up the letter. And now he wants them to understand because he sees the need for him to address them in such a way that he wants to leave Everything that he has said in 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 5, close it all, bring the package in total to them. He wants them to understand because if you notice, if you read, how many read chapter 6? Amen. You notice there that every part of this chapter has something to do with the previous chapters. So he's closing up the book. Because he wants them to be strong. Everyone say, strong. strong. Amen. Uh, there is something that has captured my uh, attention, and that is that we have to understand that the word of God is for our edification. The thing is this, that I appreciate that even though names were not mentioned here, but he says to the churches of Galatia, amen, uh, I would hate to be in Galatia during that time as Paul is writing to them, because he unfolds everything and makes it transparent what they were like. Amen. That they were not people of, of strong beliefs. They were easily manipulated. But now when we come to this chapter, we understand that Paul is telling them that for them to be strong, everyone say strong. In other words, he wants them to be spiritual people. Everyone say spiritual people. Spiritual people uh, has a true significance and not a make-believe because uh, sometimes we want to judge a person by the time we see him or during the time that we see him. And if we see him, the way he dresses, the way he conducts himself or herself in front of us, then we say they're spiritual. But true spirituality is not whether you're seen by men, but better yet, how God sees us. And that's what we have to understand. Everyone say amen. Amen. 
So we have to understand this. Now, we have to come to an understanding also in verse number three of this chapter. You read with me. If anyone thinks, what it says? To be something when he is, he deceives himself. There's a lot of deceivers. I said there's a lot of deceivers. I have to understand myself that hey, I have to have an understanding. I cannot think more of myself than what I am. Amen? Because then I'm deceiving myself. And God cannot be deceived because you only look at my exterior, but God looks in the inward man. So now Paul is telling the Galatians, listen. I understand what you're trying to do. Because you remember in chapter 2 and 3, the Galatians were people that tried to play two parts. Remember, the Galatians were Gentiles. But in the midst of, of them all, there were some also Jews. And when Paul was not there, the religious people of the Jews Say, oh, you don't have to believe in Christianity. If you don't keep the law, you're not saved. Paul had already taught them that it's not the law that saves you, but the grace of God that saves you. And it's the grace of God that gives you the power to be obedient to whatever God says in his holy writ. You see what I'm saying? Because I can keep the law and not be obedient to the spirit of the Lord. So now God does not work only through the laws that he had given Moses, but now God is speaking through the spirit of God that teaches us how to live and guide ourselves to conduct ourselves according to the plan of God. And that's what it takes for us to have a relationship with God. Amen. We need a relationship. Well, you know, the reality is this. If there's no relationship, then you, know, you won't know the difference. Amen. Thank God for Brother Constantino and his wife that are here. Amen? Amen. If there was no relationship, Sister Taryn wouldn't, wouldn't keep him in line. Amen? Pray for that. That's the truth. Amen? Amen. If I didn't have no relationship with my wife, she wouldn't keep me in line. Because the thing is this. I'll tell you why. Because it's that relationship, that communication, amen, that life, that practice that tells us warns us, amen, and advises us. And this is what this does to us. This, we have to have a relationship because I could read this, but if, this, if the Spirit is not guiding me, then I would just read it like any other book. But then when I have the Spirit of the Lord and I read this book, this, be, this book becomes a life. And then it becomes a light unto my path. It becomes a lamp unto my feet. I'm guided, I'm directed. Not only as what this book says, but it guides me and tells you yes, no. And this is what the word of the Lord does. Everyone say hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, come on. Everyone say hallelujah. hallelujah. We have to understand these things, amen, to be able to get to that portion where God wants us to be. Can I say, can we say hallelujah? hallelujah. So now let, let us go back to Galatians. In Galatians, we, we, we come to this, uh, this, this portion for if a man thinketh 
himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each, listen to what this says, the following verse. But let each one examine his works. Now, how many of us examine ourselves? I want you to capture this. Paul is trying to tell you, you are old enough spiritually or mature, should be mature enough spiritually to examine yourself. Because we want someone else to examine us. When Paul says, know ye not that you are the temple of God or the spirit of God dwells in you? And if the spirit of God is in me, then the spirit that is in me will what? Well, let me know if it's right or wrong. So I've got the spirit of God for me to be able to examine myself. Everyone say, examine myself. Oh, come on, examine myself. But let each one examine his own work. What indeeds, what you do, and then he will have what? In himself. Oh, man. So now let me tell you something. We want to rejoice for someone else. And we see someone else have a victory and we want to rejoice with someone else. And yet we ourselves are not fulfilling what we ought to be doing. My thing is, I have to examine myself and see, how was your day? How was your day at work? Uh, you know, I like to be that person that at the end of the day, review my day. And, and, uh, and, and believe me, when, when I review my, re, review my day, I, I, I want to think, what, what, what did I do? How was my day? What did I do during that day? Did I accomplish the goals? Did I was I successful? That when I console or gave a word of counsel, was I successful? Was I sensitive to the spirit of God during that day? For whatever reason. Because what I want to leave with you today is that the Galatians, their lifestyle is just a foundation for us to base ourselves on what to do and what not to do. See, because I can pin, pinpoint uh, and, and, you know, bring their faults out and, and talk about it and the negative of their lifestyle. But, but Paul is bringing their lifestyle for me to learn what to do and what not to do. Because Paul wants me to mature. If the Galatia, the churches in Galatia did something wrong, he wants me not to do what was wrong. He wants me to mature and do what is right before the eyes of God. Amen. So he wants me to examine, and that, that takes maturity. Everyone say maturity. Because it's within me. I've got to grow. I, I've got to grow. And, and so only a mature, pe mature people, a mature person can examine himself. You know why? Because we go to church so many times, so what? To be motivated and our emotions to be motivated. 
And God wants us to mature into what? His perfect will. There's a perfect plan for each one of our lives. Are we fulfilling it? Are we, am I fulfilling his plan here? And that's what we have to understand. Someone say hallelujah, say ouch, or say something. We have to grow. Someone say, I have to grow. Say it, I have to grow. Yes, I've got to grow. So Paul is telling them. Now, at the end of the day, do I rejoice for what's taking place? And as I was going through this, I picked this up. So now let us go to verse number five. Number six. Uh, Go back to number five. Listen. For each one shall what? Don't be worrying about people so much. The only thing you should worry is how to help people. Not downgrade people. Not criticize people. What I should worry about is how to lift people up. Huh? How to help people. I, I got my own load. Everyone that comes into my office, a lot of people that come into my office, when they come in and, and they, 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 they throw everything at me and, you know what, and I counsel them and I do it with joy and everything. Some of them I've told them, you know what, I'm sorry, but your problems, I leave them here. I don't take them to my house. Man, I got my own. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got, hey, I got my own. I got mama waiting for me, you know? And then she's got more problems to give me. I'll go crazy. Everybody's got a load. But let's take care of that load for ourselves. And if you've got the spirit of the Lord, you're not alone. Greater is he that is in you. And you will come through. I said you will come through in Jesus' name. Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, and it's telling us, for each one shall bear his own load. Man, sometimes I got my my load is so heavy. We got to go onward. I said, we got to go onward. I said, we got to go onward. And when we do this, we will understand that people will always be people. So now let's go to verse number seven. Verse number seven. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. We don't think about this, but Paul is trying to tell us something. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You have to be conscious about this in every, in every situation. Whatever you sow, because hey, if I put a quarter in the meter, I want everyone to put a quarter in the meter. Huh? The thing is, is don't worry about people. Worry about yourself. What, what I sow, I'm going to reap. I remember uh, there was an occasion that I went downtown. I used to go to my tailor to fix my suits, and, and I went to the tailor, and, and every time I would put a dollar, dollar fifty in the machine, so I could, you know, I would wait for my clothes there. They were that fast, and. And I used to get tired of putting that money, but you know, you know, they're taking my money away, you know. 
And all of a sudden, this man comes up to me and says, hey, you don't have to do that. Much. How much are you going to put in there? Give me 50 cents. I'll give you a dollar. I'll, I'll put a dollar's worth. And I said, man, this guy is, what do you mean? He said, yeah, just give me 50 cents. And he had a paper clip unfolded. And he just, I gave him the 50 cents. And he just started putting the paper clip in it. And it went 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. He said, give me another 50 cents. I'll put some more time on you. I said, no, whatever you sow, you're going to reap, man. I'm stealing from the, from the government, right? I told him, no, that's not right. He said, man, don't worry about it, man. They got a lot of money. That's not my problem. The thing is, whatever I sow, I'm going to reap. I'm stealing from someone. Someone's going to steal from me. Because what I sow, I'm going to reap. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. What you sow, you're going to reap. So I said, hey, man. He said, man, you're dumb, man. I said, you can take it the way you want to take it. You already took the going 50 cents, so I blessed him, you know, for the 50 cents. But you know what? Someone else could say it's a blessing. No, it's not a blessing. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And that's what Paul's trying to teach the Galatians. You be righteous in every area because whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And it tells us here, the following verse, number eight, it tells us, for he who sows to the flesh will also, the flesh reap what? Corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Now, let me tell you this. We think of the flesh, and the flesh is number one to many of us. Remember, we're composed of what? Repeat it one more time. We're composed of? We're composed of spirit, soul, and body. Mind, spirit, Soul and body. What's first? Spirit. It's a sequence. It's a sequence. Spirit. You read the Paul. The I'm sorry. The letter to uh, from Paul to the Thessalonians, and he says, "Let your whole being be sanctified. Spirit, soul, and body. If your spirit, because our communication with God is through what." Through the spirit, correct. Not through our mind. Not through our mind, through our spirit. That's it can be quickened our spirit. He has awakened our spirit because that is what has contact with God. Because God, according to John chapter 4, verse 24, says, God is spirit. So then he quickened our spirit. He woke us up to have communication with him. We were dead. Before, but he has awakened us to listen. Now we have a relationship with him through our spirit. And our spirit is guided, if our spirit is guided through the Holy Ghost, then our mind, our soul, our conscience, amen, will be guided through the spirit of God that has come in contact with our spirit. 
and then, let me tell you something, our body will obey it. I don't know about you, but there's been some times when I'm going to do something and ask God, God, give me direction, Lord. Guide me, Lord. Please guide me. Give me direction. Give me a sign. Lord Jesus, give me a sign. And somehow through his Holy Spirit, he contacts my spirit and my spirit deals with me in the name of Jesus. And then my spirit just gives me illumination, gives me revelation. I say, whoa, this is what I've got to do. And then my body will have to obey. And when God takes control of everything, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to come out right. Everything's going to be blessed. But if I walk in the flesh, the flesh is going to guide me to death. For the wages of sin is death. Amen. So we have to stay in tune with what? With the spirit. Everyone say the spirit. So that's what Paul is telling the Galatians. Before I close this, I want to let you know, Galatians, I want to let you know to walk in the spirit. And if you walk in the spirit, you will not satisfy the lust of the flesh. Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, we have to understand this. How many want to live a victorious life? I said, how many want to live a victorious life? Amen. Amen. Be not deceived. God cannot be fooled. God cannot be mocked. No, he can't. We have to understand this. Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have to come to this understanding. We have to come to this understanding and know this for ourselves. Everyone say, know this for ourselves. That God has a plan. Everyone say, God has a plan. plan. Yes, he does. God has a plan. So now, let us go now to verse number, number nine. Go to verse number nine. And let us not work, go, grow what? While doing good. For in due, everyone say due, on time, in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If we faint, say I'm not a quitter. All the quitters say hallelujah. Oh God, I thought some of you looked like you were falling asleep already on me. Say I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. I will not faint. I will not lose heart. No, I'm here to stay. I'm here to win. I'm here to overcome. That's how I live on a day-to-day basis. I'm here to overcome. I'm here to be victorious on a daily basis. Things don't happen all of a sudden. It takes time. Huh? Two weeks ago, they planted grass in my backyard. Man, in me, Brother Villegas, I already, when they were throwing the seed out, they were just throwing the seed. I was seeing my yard green. I was in full of grass. Man, I was seeing it. Three days passed by, I would look out there, nothing. Four days, five days a week. A week and a half, barely something. But I came back today after two weeks, and the, you know exactly where I went as soon as I opened the door. Straight from the airport, I went and I saw my backyard. And I saw, man, I 
I saw all kinds of patches of green grass coming out. The ground is lifted up. Amen. You're going to see it if you don't faint, if you don't lose heart. That's what Paul is telling the Galatians. You are so worried. And the thing is this, that you want to favor everyone. You want to please everyone. You cannot please people. I said, you cannot please people. You cannot lose heart. You've got to stay on track. you got to believe God for his promises. I don't know what you're seeing in your, in your eyes of faith. Hey, but I'm a person that I've always, amen, not because I had a title or a position. I had my eyes of faith always ready to see what God wanted me to see. Amen. Before I baptized my daughter, I saw her, amen, getting baptized in Jesus' name. And I saw her. It wasn't long when I baptized her. My son the same way. My other son the same way. Hey, everything that I do, I have to see it in my eyes of faith. But I cannot give up until I see it fulfilled. Is there anybody here that's hoping for something right now? Is there anybody here that has something? On God right now, God, this is at your altar. I'm, I want this done. I'm not giving up till I see it done. I'm not giving up till I see it done. Amen. And this is what he's saying right here. We have to understand this. And we have to take it to heart. Everyone say, heart. heart. Yes. So in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Everything has to come within the season. Everyone say within the season. When you, have you ever desired a fruit and you desire it, but it's not a season? Huh? Especially pregnant women, no? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. My wife, man, she wanted some fruit so bad when she was pregnant. She goes, get it from a can or something, you know. You want it desperate. I said, man, the thing is, you know, Sometimes, we, but everything has its season. Amen. How long you been waiting for your baby, brother? Philip? How long you been waiting for your baby, brother Philip? Years. Amen. But the season's coming. Oh, the season's coming. I've been there. Amen. Your wife is in, yeah, he's rejoicing, I'm here. <laughs> but the season's coming. And everything takes a season. And this is what Paul is telling you guys want. You guys want it in the snap. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. Amen. Amen. I've been, wait, I've been waiting for 39 years to be free. And as soon as seconds out of the house, I'll be free. <laughs> it's going to take a long time, Brother Philip. Amen. It's going to take a long time. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's going to come if you faint not. I can't give up. Say, I can't give up. Say, I cannot give up. Ah. So Paul is telling this to the Galatians. And I'm going to tell you because I'm going to close. And you can read the, the, the rest of the chapter. This is what Paul is telling them. 
Because the greatest thing, the battle the Galatians had was with religion. Everyone say religion. That was the greatest battle that they had with religion. Circumcision. The Jews said the mark of the flesh is what counts. And Paul is telling him, you read it. Paul is telling him, hey, I'm going to let you know that those that believe that don't even keep the law. Thank God we don't have that in San Fernando. Amen. That you want someone else to be crucified, but you don't want to be crucified. You don't want to pay the price. Amen. Did you ever hear the story of the of the farmer? The farmer was about to have his birthday. They're going to celebrate his birthday. And the chicken and the the chicken and the the pig got together and said, "Man, we're going to celebrate his birthday." Chicken said, "Man, I got an idea." The pig said, "Hey, let me hear it." He said, "Man, chicken." Chicken said, "Um, it's going to be hard, but are you ready?" He said, "Yeah." He says, "You put the ham, and I'll put the eggs." There's a lot of people like that. And that's the reason that Paul is writing to the Galatians this way. These people that want you to be circumcised, and they're saying that this is what it takes to be saved. They don't even keep the law. It's not about being religious. It's about having a relationship with God. And he ends the letter. And, the, and how he ends the letter is what captured my attention. May the grace of God. Why the grace of God? Because the grace of God supersedes everything. Supersedes everything. It supersedes everything. It's not the law. No, it's the grace of God. Because when the grace of God comes to our lives, the grace of, uh, of God, listen, has the power to forgive our sins. Not our deeds, not the deeds of the flesh, but the Spirit of God and the grace and the love of God is what covers us. Do you understand, church? We're here not by works, but by grace we're here because God had mercy on us. And the only reason that I walk in His holiness and I keep His commandments is not to keep the law. It's because I want to keep the relationship in obedience to Him. And if I keep the relationship with him. Hey, I don't care what I go through. I don't care what happens to me. God will be there to protect me and for me to not fall if I am faithful to him and not lose heart. Stand with me today. So he's letting them know. Don't be deceived. I am suffering as I write to you. Because in verse number 11, 
he lets them know that Paul is going through an affliction. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. You know what he's saying? I'm alone. In other letters, he says, hey, I have Timothy with me. But now, I am alone. I'm writing to you. I'm writing to you with large letters because he couldn't see. And if you read chapter 2, 3, he says, Galatians, I know you love me because, hey, you would have given me your own eyes. So Paul is afflicted. But even though in the midst of the affliction, it was in him to see a maturity within the churches of Galatia. And the reason that we have the book today is because someone did not give up. They stood fast. They forgot not what was written. I come to you, church, to ask, do we truly appreciate not what I feel, but what he's done? Do I truly appreciate what he's done? Do I keep it in my mind on a daily basis as I walk, as I live? As I understand that salvation is so real. Because when you're saved, you want others to be saved. Have you felt something for someone else? I was four hours, four and a half hours into Mexico from the, on the other side of Nogales. And I was FaceTiming my sister, who had just left the district service, Flora Sur and it was gone on the way home. And they were driving, and I FaceTimed her, or that through WhatsApp. And my sister was in the car, and Sister Pelayo was right next to him, next to her, I'm sorry. You know Sister Pelayo, anybody know Sister Pelayo? You know Sister Pelayo? You know Sister Pelayo? And in the midst of a conversation with my uncle, my aunt, and my sister, and all of a sudden, Sister Pelayo jumps into the conversation, and she talks to my uncle. She says, Brother Ruben, Brother Ruben, says, I'm sorry to interrupt your conversation, but listen, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And Brother Prado is right there right now, and he'll baptize you in Jesus' name. Just to ask him, ask him, he'll baptize you. He didn't know what to say, you know. And I said, I'll baptize you. That's what it takes. It takes boldness. And Paul had that boldness to tell them because he wanted them to be saved. You know why? Because he had salvation. We need that. We need that. We need that baptism 
to be serious at what we have. We need to be expressive and thank God for what he has given us. And God is telling us through the writings of Paul, hey, awaken. Don't let it, don't let it go. Because the churches of Galatia had let it go. They had let the, 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 the strength, the fullness of the gospel, they, they had been careless about it. We cannot be careless about this. If you're saved, say amen. I started this. You had a testimony. We had a testimony. Paul wanted for the churches of Galatia to understand that what they possessed was great, powerful. What you and I have is powerful, but we cannot lose heart. We cannot grow worry. We cannot faint. We've got to embrace this. Live it on a day-to-day basis. Every day, I pray that every day this week and for the rest of your life, you take an analysis of your day. Every day, how did I live this day? Pleasing people like the churches of Galatia? Or did I hold faith? Or I hold, hold strong the faith that the word has implanted in me. I come here to you, church, to let you know it's not about religion. It's not about you coming to church. It's about you holding on to the faith. And be careful what you hear. What you hear on the radio, what you see on TV. There's a lot of televangelists out there. Health and wealth. is there's nothing like true sound doctrine and we've got to get a hold of it that when someone as Peter says ask you will give them a reason of the hope that's within you let me show you where it's at let me show you where you can find it it's right here is within us. And today, as we close this letter, let us ask God, God, make me strong. Make me strong, a strong believer. No matter what I face, who I face, let you be the foundation of my life. Let us all come to this altar. Let us all come to this altar. One Lord, finish it with me. One faith, finish it with me. One Lord, one Lord, one faith. How many Lords? How many faiths? How many baptisms? You gotta remember principle where is it found someone say in the Bible but where in the Bible
Ephesians. So we have to understand this thing because this is what helps us, church. It's not about just emotions. Is baptism important? Does it save us? that when someone asks of our belief we'll give them a reason of our faith don't boast of something you ought not to boast of examine yourself examine myself I've got to examine myself because God wants to listen God wants to give us more understanding why we're in this there's a purpose for our life say there's a purpose for my life say it say there's a purpose for my life now I want you to say it with a smile because man it looks like you're mad amen say there's a purpose for my life yeah there's a purpose for my life amen there's a purpose for my life amen Galatians amen churches in Galatia there's a purpose for your life Yes. Church of San Fernando, there's a purpose for our churches, for our lives, to grow deeper and deeper and deeper. Heavenly Father, we're here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your writings, Lord, that you gave to Paul. The inspiration of your spirit, Lord. for giving us that understanding God that I may not think of myself Lord that I may not deceive myself of thinking of myself more than I ought to God and that if I glory I will glory on the cross I will glory on your sacrifice not because of my works Lord but that your sacrifice was a true offering, Lord, that gives me hope and everlasting life. Lord Jesus, as we leave here, this church today or this sanctuary, I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that you will cover us with your blood, that you will give us the understanding, God, every day that we may examine ourselves, God, what you have given and done for us. Lord Jesus, I pray, I pray, I pray that you will always give me that understanding. Lord, and that I will be faithful to your word. 
Lord Jesus, that I will not fade, but go strong on a daily basis. Lord Jesus, baptize me, God, on a daily basis with your spirit that will guide me to truth and righteousness. I ask you for my brethren, God, that we go through trials and tribulations, that we go through difficulties, Lord. God, that you will give us endurance, that we will make it, Lord Jesus. Yes, we will, God, that we will not faith, God. Yes, we will cross that finish line. You will help us because you promised that you will never leave us nor forsake us, that you would be with us to the end of time. I believe you for your word, Jesus. Yes, God, you will give us the power to overcome. You will give us the power to endure. You will give us the power to be victorious. Yes, you will, Jesus. You will bless our matrimonies. Yes, you will. You will bless our families, Jesus. Yes, you will. You will give us, Lord, exactly what we need. And yes, you will open the windows of heaven. You will pour out your blessings, God. I believe you for your word. I believe you for your word, God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, that you will be with us to the end of time. I believe you, Lord, hallelujah, that you will strengthen us, God. My brother, my sister that are going through difficulties and uh, they're going through trials, they're going through burdens, God, in their life. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you give us, God, endurance to the end. Ah, I pray, God, that your guidance will be with us and through us, God. Guide us through the path of righteousness. I pray in Jesus' name. We lift you up, Jesus, because if you be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. I pray, God, I pray. I pray your strength over your church. I pray your strength over each and every one of us, God. I pray that you bless every family represented here and those that were not here today, God, that you will bless them, Jesus. God, Lord Jesus, let us be strong to help someone else, to strengthen someone else, to lift up someone else, Jesus. Ah, I believe in God, in Jesus' name. Oh, make me brave, Lord. Yes. Make me strong, God. Make me strong. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Be brave. 
thank you. 